Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Football Chat Room. <sighs> My name is Precious Moko. Uh, I'm going to be your host today after I lost the bet miserably. Chinedu. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I finally got I'm you to host. <laughs> I'm here with Chinedu. Welcome, Chinedu, to today's yeah, episode. Nice to be here. So, we had like an eventful, you know, weekend and, you know, and the Champions League last yesterday. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the I was Champions supposed League... to record yesterday, but my guy, my guy fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners can, can hear the flu in my voice, but that's fine. We have a lot to cover, so let's, let's begin. So, um, we'll start with weekend results and then we'll go to some controversial topics like, Chinedu will take that part, right? And Why? Because you are the one that is, you want to just discuss Mbappe, so you, I will allow you to discuss him. I don't know your angle of things, right? But I've been hearing a lot too, so I will just chip in with what I've heard, right? Okay, okay. So, so to the weekend results, um, Crystal Palace won Leeds United after um, Leeds United took the lead. Brilliant goal by um, a bridge, yes, eh? Nice one. Only second and assist as well. Yeah. Leeds like dominated the opening, I think the first half of that game. I, like I was really surprised that they lost that game. But it's, it's football, right? Yeah. It's football. So, um, the second game, um, West Ham against Fulham, which is... This match was won for West Ham by the referee. <laughs> Completely by the referee because the penalty, in my opinion, was not a penalty. Um, Skamaka's goal was a handball. Antonio's goal was a handball. handball. A deliberate handball by Antonio, right? And he still got the goal. Now, if if this was how it works, right, it would be understandable. But having a goal is allowed later that day, right, for an even minor offense, like a more minor offense, right? Like that really shows the inconsistency that has come into football and with the with the introduction of VAR. I honestly cannot say if it if we are better off now or better off then. Because these people can literally review incidents on the pitch and they still manage to make mistakes. But this is not the end of it, right? So let's just start, let's just get going, right? On on, on on Rashford's goal, I just want to say that I really don't understand what the natural position of his hand was supposed to be while running. I don't know. Antonio's hands were in front of him and yeah. the goal was given. So very unnatural. Rashford's hands were where they were supposed to be. And the goal was ruled off or ruled out. So And that could have changed that game. That would have but, entirely changed that game because 3-1, United, United would have been sure of winning that game. Right, the the pressure that came at the end of that game was not it was not supposed to be. Anyway, we won the game, and I'm just so happy it's done with. That that is the kind of impact a refuse decision can have on a game. Now, I I was watch I watched Fulham versus West Ham, right, and I was enjoying the game until the referee started started all that because. That was un- com- completely unnecessary, especially when you have video. Like, I showed that to 
I think about four people. And I'm like, how is this a penalty? Right? We're tussling. I think that was just the referee, like, trying to be like, yeah, I've been warning you guys, right? And I'm just going to give a penalty. But why didn't you just give a free kick against against Dawson? I really don't know what's going on. But it is what it is. So, Arsenal-Liverpool. Another controversial VAR decision. Yeah. So, I... I was I, I was talking with someone and, and the person said that yeah, I, I've not read this explanation, but if what he said is true, it's absolutely ridiculous. He said that um, the goal was given because the monitors were bad or something like that. One very, very stupid excuse that should not be given in professional football. Which goal exactly? Martinelli's goal. What happened? What happened in the build-up to Martinelli's goal? Not the builder. People, pe- people say there was an offside. I don't know. I did not pay attention to it. But no, nah, I don't did... think it was offside. But they didn't really check it, though. I noticed that they re- they didn't really check it. Did they know? Did they? Did they? Did they? Martinelli's goal. I don't think they really checked it. I I mean they they did for some seconds or something like that. I cannot remember. They didn't draw that line. Yeah, because um, the they, they did not have to draw the line if the person if the video assistant referee judged that he was on. Could could um could see that he was clearly onside. I think. Well, what I'm saying is, now what what I called controversial was actually the the penalty that yeah the handball. I, I was, was it even handball? That. It wasn't handball now. It was handball now. Okay, was it Saka's handball? Own, there was, there was, there was, there was a penalty incident. And um, who was it? Um, uh, um, who was the Liverpool player? I forgot the player, but it was Gabriel, the centre back for Arsenal. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That Gabriel one. handled the ball, and there was no penalty given. Yeah. Now, what I'm even according... saying is the penalty that was given to Arsenal. Yeah. Like, how is that a penalty? Because I think it was Saka that was fouled. Abi, was it Gabriel Jesus? Was it Gabriel Jesus? I think it was Jesus. Yeah. I think he kicked Thiago's leg and fell down. And they gave him a penalty. I really can't understand what's going on. Like, I was just so pained because this this is something I look forward to watching. Right? And we can see how how it's it's just it's just getting ruined by poor refereeing. And something she had to say last night while we were trying to discuss this was that when there is no um when there are no um reper- repercussions, impunity tribes, something like that. Yeah. No consequences for referees. That is that is just that's just where we are. We are with all this now. So Arsenal won Liverpool in that match, three two, VAR decision. So we've had like two games, or short three games out of the four games played on Saturday had controversial VAR decisions. Wonderful. Okay, okay that was <clears throat> that was on Sunday, yeah. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, Bournemouth won Leicester, <clears throat> Billing scored again, and Chelsea won Wolverhampton, won that, three three zero. 
Yeah, 3-0. Bomos won that match against Lister 2-1. That's why I think Lister went ahead yeah. at first. Yeah, in And this was the team Scott Parker said was not capable of staying up in the Premier League. And I think in the table, let me check their position. They are currently eight in the table. So, Manchester beat Southampton 4-0. Haaland scored. Of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle beats Brentford 5-1. What, was it 5-1 or 5-2? No, it was 5-1. No way. I was so sure it was 5 I think Newcastle are playing way much better. I don't know how Eddie Howe is doing it because he's someone I didn't I didn't used to rate like as a coach. I've, right, but I've always I've always liked Eddie Howe. I I don't know about rating him, but I've liked him. So, but I like what he's doing with Newcastle. I think he has improved them, like, by a very long mile in such a very short time. I don't yeah. think they were able to get any players of the quality that the, they were initially um, rumored okay, so. to be able to acquire, right? So... He has not had to make like very mad signings, right? To to achieve what he has, and that is, I think that's big ups to him, doing a good job. Tottenham won Brighton, one zero. Harry Harry Kane Harry Kane has called I think nine Premier League goals or eight. I cannot remember. But it's, I think it's having Premier League goals. Kane is having Kane is having a good season, but then <laughs> of course. We're all looking at Haaland. Yes, because Haaland is having an unbelievable season. Unbelievable. And something that I've noticed about Hurricane this season is he has gotten so much better with his head. Yeah. I noticed it like at the beginning of the season. He was I think he has scored like I think four headers this season. Even even Haaland. Haaland scored header against me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I wanted to get your opinion on um what's his what's his name? Steve Cooper's contract renewal. I, I feel it was the right decision. A lot of people don't agree with me. I don't think I don't I don't uh, at this point it doesn't mean that he won't be sacked, right? Because I'm sure there will be clauses in his in that contract. contract. That's what yeah. people don't understand that but I think what, to the players what he says is you have exactly, to fight for this man. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how it will how else to explain this? It's you're giving the coach a new contract for to the players, you're telling them he is here to stay. But yeah. the players don't know the private conversations you've had with the manager. Yeah, the clauses in the contract or anything. It could be if we get relegated, you you won't be paid out in full, something like that. Or, or you, you know, or, or you'll be paid out at all, or you just have to mutually terminate the contracts. All of those things could be included in the contracts. Yeah, yeah. But it's but a what of authority out, yeah. from the board yeah. to the players. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a psychological thing. We're trusting this man. You have to give him your best. So I think it was the right decision, at least for now. We've not gotten to half of the season yet, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you can you can see it. And I, I think the, the bottom three are very close, right? To the 16th best team in the league. So uh, and we don't talk about that... Their game ended one one. Emmanuel Dennis scored first, and then um, who equalized? Um, 
as Leon Kola is very brilliant goal, by the way. So, yeah, yeah on, their Aston game was on Monday, right? Yeah, on Monday. Yeah. That was... That was that, that. At least, finally, they can draw matches. They've been like they've been losing so much. Yeah, I think at that point, like it was about just getting a point, like at the moment, and trying to build from, from there. And and to to tell you how close it is, that one point moved them up to nineteenth. They were twenty years before. Interesting. So, who is now bottom of the league? Um. Like, is it is it wolves? I no, I, it's Leicester. Just... I've said this. I Leicester... think Brenda Rogers is going to lose his job. Yeah, I I really hope he can turn it around. I think he has hit a ceiling with this team, right? Like, like when when you don't progress, right? The only thing left is to is to really go backwards. Yeah, this set of players have. They've I, seen you for a long time. I think so many players would have been moved on, like before now. And the, the when he was informed should have been sold. Telemann should have been sold and replaced with fresher players that are hungry. Because all these players, what they are going to do is when the club goes on that they are going to leave. Indeed is going to leave, Telemans is going to leave, Madison is going to leave, right? So if you're not going to challenge for the top four, right? You should have just let these players go a long time ago. Bring in new ones that are hungry, that have a point to prove. Because it just feels like it just feels like Lister is is just is playing a losing game. Like before they even concede, it's as if they've already been a go down. Like, and I think that's that's the mentality thing. I think they want to fight for him, but yeah, but they just it's it's like it's like winning matches. When you win, there's a high chance that you win the next game. But when you lose, you just keep on. And I, I've seen it a lot, a lot of times in football where when when the manager not necessarily loses the dressing room, does not have to lose the dressing room, but when when it gets to a point where where it's looking likely for him to be sacked, he will most likely get the sack. I mean, I I also really think Allegri will lose his job no matter what the board says because there will come a time where the pressure will be too much that you just have to let him go. Is he Allegri? Yeah. Allegri is going to go. <laughs> he lost to Maccabi alive, and what? Yeah, but after that game, the Juventus board came and said that he's the manager, and the, and they want to. Nah, play. trust me, they are looking for replacements. They are. It will soon come out. There's no way, like, there's no way you can perform that way with that Juventus team, right? You cannot do that because you cannot say who is the problem now. I thought Ronaldo leaving it was the problem. I be his shadow is still hovering <laughs> over the club. Do you get? You yeah. cannot come and you cannot come and like. I feel like there, it's a cultural problem with Juventus at the moment, right? Because even when Ronaldo was there, like people were like, "Yeah, he's the one taking all the attention. He's doing this one. He's doing that one. He's doing this, he's doing that one." Like, but when you look at these players, like and. And how, I don't know, I think it's just a cultural problem. Other teams have evolved, right? Inter has evolved under Conte, right? Evolved under Inzaghi, right? Trying a whole new system, a whole new uh, style of play, right? That has relatively worked for them. If you even look at Lazio, Lazio is playing a 4-3-3 now, right? All yeah, these things with, are... With, 
Sarri, Napoli playing really good football as well. It's just yes. Allegri just does not want to evolve. I don't know, man. It's not even just him, right? Before even when Sarri came to Juventus, it never worked. Like the way he tried to play, never worked at Juventus. I think it's a cultural problem. Like they're just holding on to this feeling of we are Juventus, right? Like their dominance is over at this point. I think yeah. they're a long mile away from Inter Milan, um, even from Napoli. Napoli have, have been on some really great form by this season. And Napoli play very good football. I don't they don't even play like Italian. They don't they, I I think another team I really admire their brand of football is Inter. Is what? I, Inter, Inter. Yeah. Oh I I I I know I've watched Milan the most in, in this area because I've always said I like Zlatan a lot, so it was just natural. But I've also seen some other games a few times and I've really been impressed by the way Inter play. Yeah, they play very fast. Um, transition-based football. They move the ball very quickly. But Napoli, oh my God. They play like an Italian Liverpool, right? <laughs> like, they just keep throwing, like, they just keep throwing things, throwing, throwing things, throwing things, throwing things. And what a signing. This, I, don't, I can't even pronounce his name. We really cannot pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to try until I learn how to pronounce that name. But... He has he has been a revelation. Signed for four point, I think four point five million. He was he's he's Georgian. I I really don't know where they scouted him from, but apparently he played in Russia, and then it's just Georgia and Russia between those two countries. And somehow that is scouting, bro. Like this is this has been my earnest wish, right, for United to just go out there, find someone that nobody else knows, bring them to the club, and. They don't have to go to the youth team. Like, imagine players like Amadialo. We signed Diallo for, I think, almost over 40 million. 40 million, including adults. This is just, it is just crazy. Like, the wastage going out, going on at Man United. Because at this point now, nobody would buy Diallo for 10 million. He doesn't even play first team football. Yeah, he, he played for the second t- team in Southampton. I think this week, I don't know the exact date. Sorry, not Southampton. Sunderland. Why can he not play first team at Sunderland? It's just... Well, this is not an episode about United. So, we'll talk about the the Champions League games. AC Milan won Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea won AC Milan. (laughs) Chelsea won AC Milan. (laughs) (laughs) That was was my inner wish. My inner wish is talking. (laughs) Manifest, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's your passion. I, I was speaking. really looking forward to watching that game, but I was severely disappointed by um the decisions that were made very early in the game. In a game of such magnitude, right? Like you cannot you cannot just decide to uphold the rules when you feel like, right? Because I was still re- I, I went I went ballistic, right? When Thiago Silva was not sent off. In that game where he deliberately handled the ball, not he did. He, I didn't need to look at that. He, he even had a smirk on his face after. He thought he was going to be sent off. He knew he should have been sent off, right? Like he knew he should have been sent off, and now like against AC Milan, you give Tomori a red card. 
he did not take um, Mount out. The softest thing I've ever seen in football. That is... He did not take Mount out, right? Like, I don't understand the meaning of the last man, right? Anymore in football. Because I have seen scenarios, right? Where someone is chasing somebody that is true on goal, right? And fouls him like it. And the penalty is just given, probably a yellow card. Do you get because you did not take him out, you just fouled him while trying to win the ball. It means that 90% of the penalties should be red cards, then. Yeah, and, you understand? And because I, I think Diru says that stopping a clear goal scoring opportunity is a red card. But it doesn't is it always that way. Okay, maybe maybe when the person is the last man, I really don't know. But let me ask you now. Uh, when a goalkeeper fouls a striker that is clean on goal, right? Is it always a red card? <laughs> no. So what is it? Like, what is this rules about? There is a way that the goalkeeper will foul that striker, right? Let's say probably grabbing his leg, like holding on to it. He mm-hmm. might be sent off for that, you get. But if he tries to slap the ball away and slap the, the player's feet, right, and the player goes down, <clears throat> he'll probably get a yellow card for that. So you cannot tell me that that is the rule because it does not apply that way. Like, the intensity of the foul has to come into consideration. Do you understand? This person just held him back a bit. Like... I don't even know what Tomori was thinking. I think that the, the game, both home and away, we are very emotional games for him, right? But yeah. He shouldn't have done that because I feel like one go down, they, they would have still had against Chelsea, right? But with the red card, that the match is over. One thing I want to still say is that I have not been convinced by this Chelsea team. I haven't. Well, it's, it's... The, way, the way AC Milan tried to play that game, I knew they were going to lose it. Because when you play conservative against Chelsea, when they are playing a back five, right? You are going to lose that game. The way to play against Chelsea, if you want to win Chelsea, is to play them with intensity. Do not give them a moment on the ball. Do you understand? I don't think they have very clinical players that can play clinical passes. Do you understand? So, if you press them, they cannot hold possession. I've forgotten the game that Leeds United versus Chelsea. Yeah. Do you remember that game? We we all knew they were going to lose the game, but that was under a different management. Bro, they basically still play the same way. They still play the same way. And then, Another thing I want to address, right? At the moment, like, I would say Rich James is a better right back than Arnold. I hate to say it, right? But I would say it. But now, now, but what you have to bring into consideration is Rich James plays in a back five. He plays in a back five. Now, people say... He has has played in a back four before and he was good. Yes, he has played how many games? Arnold plays every weekend in a back four. Under Liverpool. Is, Arnold now, is not... I, I don't know. Let, let me land, right? Now, playing in a back four for Crystal Palace, right, is not the same as playing in a back four for Man City, right? It's not the same as playing in a back four for Chelsea. 
it's not the same as playing in the back four for Burnley, right? It's not the same as playing in the back four for Liverpool, right? The way Liverpool play, they leave more space than any other team in the Premier League. But hold on, let, let, let me just ask you this. Who is the better defender between huh? Liverpool's right? Who is, I, I'll ask you maybe two questions. First of all, who is who is better defender between um, Rich James and um, what's, what's the other guy's name? Robertson. And then, which person's wing do, do they do players target more? Because I mean, if if if, if you're going to say he plays right back for Liverpool, and so we should excuse him for uh, making defensive errors, then we should also excuse the left back. Why aren't players targeting the left back and targeting only his wing? Because you know that he's weak defensively anyway. Not just because he's weak, because he literally he literally pushes up. There's always spacing behind him because he's been asked by the manager to push up. Robertson, when Liverpool build up their play, right? Robertson takes the position as the third centre back. Please. He takes position as the third centre back in Liverpool's build up. Why Arnold pushes up either into midfield or pushes up to the right wing role while Salah goes inside? Right? So naturally, regardless of who is playing where, that wing is going to be targeted because that is where the space is but in Liverpool. Joe Joe Gomez has played that wing a couple of times and he has done really well. In that yes, position. he has. But the way Joe Gomez plays that right back position, he is not asked to push up into midfield or push up to the right wing, right? Number one is I'm not saying that Arnold has covered himself in glory because when um I, I think when Arsenal was coming on that counter attack. And I saw Arnold in the middle of the park. I just knew that it was going to be a goal because he did not have the awareness to stick to the middle and allow Henderson to handle, was it Martinelli? To handle Martinelli on the left. Instead, he now left the middle open to go and follow Martinelli because he's the right back. Like he himself is the right back now. So he went to cover the right wing. When <laughs> he's supposed to, you know, be tactically aware enough that's, right, that's, to that's stay in very- the middle. Very bad defended, and yeah, that was very bad defended. I don't know but... why we considered Van Dijk as a footballing great. I really no, don't no, no. The thing is, uh, I don't really know what's going on with him. It's like, do you understand but... that uh, Arnold is not helped? He it's is not, not helped. I'm, I, I, I think we're done with Arnold. I've seen. I mean, Van Dijk had three good seasons for Liverpool at most, and come on. I still think he's a very good defender, right? And this has always been his game. His game has not been very different than this. But the only thing that is exposing Van Dijk right now is that Liverpool's midfield is no longer as dominant as they were before, right? When you had pressing machines like Wijnaldum, right? Henderson that is better than he is right now because I don't really know what Henderson is is doing starting games for that team, right? Then, Thiago, right? Thiago, for all that he offers to the team, he is physically limited, right? He is just physically limited. And you cannot play... I don't know if uh, Klopp is just trying to do this whole leadership thing, having Henderson on the pitch. But Henderson is slow, Thiago is slow, and you're using them as a midfield pivot against Arsenal that literally plays on the counter. Do you understand? And it, those were the, the funny thing is that 
I don't think he played enough midfielders in that game. I really don't know whether it's just my opinion. But come on, Arsenal have party in midfield. That is it. Um, I think Pate is 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 a, a better holding midfielder than Henderson. But I feel that game would have gone differently if Fabinho started. Yeah, that's that's I I I if you want to play both Henderson and Thiago, then play an actual defensive midfielder. I don't know what Klopp was thinking, right? But hear me out, right? On this Arnold case, right? I'm just saying he has received way too much slack. Right, because that defense, because no, in, that defense okay. in general, no, like let me let me just explain what I'm trying to say. Okay, right, okay. So, I've already said that I feel like Rich James will do better as a right back, right, than Arnold based on both physicality. I think he's faster than Arnold, he's stronger than Arnold, right. But I'm just saying, if he was asked to do because okay, now Chelsea play in the back five most times, most of the times, right. Now, when you're playing in the back five, the space you have to cover right, is actually more limited. And Chelsea do not press. They don't press from their midfield front. It's only the forward guys that press. The three in front, they are the ones that press. Now, the two defensive midfielders hardly press, and the centre-backs and the wing-backs never have to push up. They never have to push up, right? So, that alone has given Rhys James, like, Almost three times the protection that Arnold gets. Because when you're playing the back five, you have lesser zones to mark, right? You have little more space, like lesser space to 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 defend, right? Naturally, while playing in the back five. Now, if you put that into account, and the way that Liverpool play their game, basically when they're attacking, everybody goes forward, right? And even when they're defending, it's not it's not uh, a conservative press. Like everybody has to step up and then like it's really complicated stuff. It's harder defending for Liverpool than defending for Chelsea. Let me mention players that are good for Chelsea now that would suffer, that would be exposed in a Liverpool backline. If Thiago Silva was playing for Liverpool, he would be one of the worst defenders in the Premier League right now because he does not have the legs. And to play a Liverpool defence, you will run, even as the centre-back, because their line is extremely high, right? And then, most times, it's not even, uh, if we're being attacked, we just have to we just have to go back to the post, right? As the defender, you have to press, like, try to win the ball back in midfield, which is the whole counter-pressing system, right? Basically, what I'm saying is, you have to consider other factors. In, in as much as these guys have not covered themselves in glory. That's Arnold, right? But you have to consider the tactical factors, the team mentality, and the current form of these defenders, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, the verdict shouldn't be as harsh because it's not only about Arnold. It's the way Klopp wants to play. No defensive midfield protection, Right? No centre-back protection because Van Dijk has refused to be aggressive. Like, he doesn't even use his body anymore. But it is what it is. I think we've given them so much time. Let's talk about Champions League games. Unless you have something to say. Yeah, Mbappe. And we are great 30 minutes, 31 minutes now. Yeah, we'll quickly just run through what's left. I think it's just Champions League games. 
Then I'm, let's before we talk about Mbappe, let's just quickly list out the results of the Champions League last night. Chelsea beat AC Milan 2-0. Dynamo Zagreb played um, a one one draw with um, Salzburg. Leipzig beat Celtic 2-0. And Real Madrid played the draw with Shakhtar Donetsk. Man City played the goalless draw with Copenhagen. Haaland did not play. Yeah. And Man City had the player sent off. I think Sergio Gomez also. Yeah. yeah. Borussia Dortmund played a one-all draw with Sevilla. Um, Juventus lost to Maccabi Haifa. PSG played the one-all draw yesterday with Benfica. Yes. I think they've, they've played two games that it's been all draws. Like, it would be interesting to see who finishes on top of that group. I, and this is a Benfica team that sold arguably their best player. I... I think PSG should win Benfica comfortably. Yeah. Messi did not play that game though. Even even without Messi. Yeah. Messi Yeah, even true. without Messi, but I don't know. You know. He has really been producing. I don't really know, Sha. It's difficult to explain these things. But we'll see. It's it's usually a messy effect. I think they were saying that PSG has Lost the last three games that Messi did not play in, also. Abi drew, like they did not win, they didn't win those games. Um, talking about, I think we just start talking about Mbappe. Um, Mbappe, by the way, yesterday scored his 31st UCL goal for PSG, which means he is the highest goal scorer for the club in the competition at that age. Yeah, greatness. Anyway, he wants to leave PSG. And I knew from when he signed that contract that it was a mistake. What I did not know, however, was that he was going to leave very soon. I did not know that he was going to leave at all. As in, he was going to make it a decision and make it a point to leave the club. But I knew it was the wrong decision to sign the contract. I, This is my opinion, by the way. I don't think anybody in this life and the life after this life will choose to play for PSG over Madrid except for money. Now, even money aside, like, why does he want to live at this point? That's another question. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking of the contract that he signed, the contract extension that he signed. I, I'm saying it was the wrong decision, and I really think it was for the money. Whatever it was for, he's the one that decided that he wanted to stay at PSG. He signed, the, I think, a two-year contract or three, sir. Two. Okay, you signed a two-year contract to stay at PSG. So whatever his reasons were, like that was his decision, and he made it right. And it's just it's a question of who would want to buy Mbappe in January, and why does he want to leave, that's, and that's who what, wants that problem? Who wants to pay four hundred million for a player? And who wants the problem? Right, because I think at Real Madrid you have very big characters, and mm-hmm. if you drop Mbappe into there, like, <laughs> where is he going to play? Because he seems to be unhappy playing everywhere. He doesn't want to play on the left. He doesn't want to play in the middle. He doesn't want to play in the right. Like, what does he want? And it's I I, I've I've always thought that players shouldn't have that kind of power. I don't know when when a player says. 
they are unhappy about their position. And then I understand being unhappy about your position and then just doing it for the team. That's, I mean, it's okay to be unhappy, you're a human being. But all of these leaks, there has to be some truth in it. And Where does he want to play? It's sad to see what football has come to where a player is not playing. Um, it happened with Harry Maguire. A player is not playing. And if it happened with Paul Pogba, it's happened with Luke Shaw. They, they are not playing and then they leave the team for the national break and they go and it's just it's just a crazy thing are you there hello Chinedu. Chinedu, are you there sorry my my network Cuts. Did you hear me? Did, did you hear me? No, nah, you have to. You have to come again. Okay, I said Mbappe is twenty-three, mm-hmm. earning a lot of money. The, the, the terms in his contract, if true, are ridiculous, and he's out here saying he does not like the position he's being played in. When you're playing for a team, but the main question is where does he want to play? I, I I what what is he currently? I think I think currently PSG are playing the front two of Neymar. No, Neymar. they play front three. We, I, I but Messi is somewhat deeper. I know because that's how he likes to play, but not because he is the right winger at PSG. And Neymar is the left, and um, that's so what does he want? That's the point. He is angry that, you know, as a striker, you you would not have space, right? He cannot he cannot drift around because he has to be the pivot. Like, you understand what I'm saying? He, he needs to play sometimes with his back to the goal. Do you understand? And he doesn't like that. So there was this hashtag that came up now. Like, I think it was something about being pivot or something like pivot gang, something like that. He even posted hmm. it, like, and. And um, posted the hashtag pivot gang, like a hashtag that was started um, based out of contention of him playing in the in the center forward position. Remember that his output this season has not been bad, though. Jonas, yeah, he is yeah. having a great season, and he is still complaining. Now let's say he goes to Real Madrid. Where is he going to play? <laughs> Jonas, man. And then let's yeah. say in that in that PSG team now, they said the coach had to come out and basically apologize and say they wanted to bring in a more physical striker to play down the middle, right? But then if they bring in a physical striker to play down the middle, now let's say Mbappe goes to the left, right? So where does Neymar play? <laughs> it's more like he's basically saying, I want Neymar out. Right, someone else should play in the middle. I play in the left. Messi plays on the right. Neymar out. Like this is just a sports child nonsense. Like it is just it is just something I cannot I cannot comprehend because what does he really want and who is going to give it to him? Now, list of clubs that can afford him. Right. Let's see. 
Man City. Right? Now, are you the one that is going to tell Guardiola where you will play? <laughs> you did <they> mad. <laughs> and Guardiola hates those kind of players. Yeah. I don't think Guardiola would ever want Mbappe at Man City. I, I, I really don't think Guardiola would, would want Mbappe. Like, it's, it does never make any sense. Because Man City wingers, for one, when the play starts progressing, they have to stay very wide and far away from the goal. Right? There's mm-hmm. no way he's displacing Haaland. That's already a given, right, in the middle. So, because he doesn't even want to play in the middle, right? He doesn't want to play in the middle. So, there's no way he's going to displace Haaland in the middle. So, if he plays on the left, he's going to be very wide on the left, right? And and I don't think he would like that either. In short, Mast is not an option. Real Madrid, Real Madrid have been issues on the left. Mbappe would not want to play down the right. And there's no way they're going to put their captain on the bench to play down the middle. And remember, he does not want to play in the middle either, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's either they sacrifice Vinicius that just got a contract to 2027, right, for Mbappe, which I doubt that Real Madrid will want to do because regardless of that, Mbappe is, is better. Is a better player than Vinicius. I think Vinicius has his advantages. He works really hard for the team. It's not, it's, it's not even... I, I don't think Madrid are the kind of club to, um, to, to do that, to, to, to kick a player down. I know that I know Madrid to be a club that backs their players, and even if even if even if he's better, they are same age grade. Vinicius still has a very high ceiling, so nah, I don't yeah. see how. So, I wonder where he's going to go to. I wonder where he's going to go to. So, now that aside, I don't think do do we have anything to discuss? No, nah, we don't, man. But what do you think? Do you think anybody would want him? I really don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I like I've said this. This thing could have been prevented. The contract situation. I feel he should have not signed that contract, and it would have been a Madrid player by now. Everybody is happy. It would have been a Madrid headache by now. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's already starting like this at twenty-three, like. How is the rest of his career going to be like? How far do you get? Like, I mean, there is his competition is will be Haaland for the next decade, and Haaland is very humble, which and disciplined. And humility is 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 an ingredient for longevity. You get yeah. Even and as much as he's too. very confident, right? He's yes, also, he's very, also humble very humble to learn. And that, that really avoids much problem with the coach because the coach really knows that in as much as you want to you want to do what you're good at, you're willing to listen also. You're willing to you're willing I, I, I think in the in the in the game against Liverpool, the first game of the season anyway, from tissue, he was still as a false nine or something like that. And we could see how bad he was in that game. And no complaining, no 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 sulking. Like it's Anyway, how do yeah, I know? This game, this game against Reims, right? PSG. Vitinha refused to pass to Mbappe. Like it's not like refused, you know. He chose another pass, mm-hmm. and Mbappe basically turned his back on the play. Like he just stopped playing. Do you understand? Just because he the ball wasn't given to him. Like how can you do this as a footballer? 
as it as it's 23 years old. I mean, if do you understand if, like, who wants him? If, That's the question now. Who will you want Mbappe? If someone like like um, Ronaldo or Messi does it, you could say, oh, they've 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 done stuff with your career and they should want to ask for the ball. But this is Mbappe, uh-huh. 23. Even though even Ronaldo, like even Messi. When when you don't give the ball to them, you get you can see that they are angry, but they don't stop playing until the ball either gets to the back of the net or goes out. Then you see them show their frustration. You get, but as long as the play is on, you have to play. Like you're being paid to do this shit, bro. But I think that's all for today, though. Know? Yeah, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, do what follow us on Twitter and join the conversation. We yeah, are always for episodes. Yeah, I think, I we, think we should we should make our Twitter profile is TF Chat. So, so I'll just yes TFC TFC Hat Room, TF TF Chat Room. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Chinedu. Have a lovely day. You too.